Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium. Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo. And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff. Welcome to The Soul Spot. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. How's it going, Jen? It's good. How are you? I'm good. We had quite the weekend together. I know. It was so nice. We're going to talk all about it. It was, you, it's so good. Give you guys the scoop. Really sorry about our audio these last couple episodes. <laughs> I was in charge of it, which is like <laughs> enough said. Nadia just figured this out in like five minutes yeah, <laughs> and was able to fix it. I don't want to brag too quickly. I hope it all works out. But anyways, we just, we're checking in. We hope you guys are doing well. I'm sure most of you heard Jen's beautiful message last week regarding everything that is going on. And I wanted just to give my little two cents here real quick. I've been seeing a lot of beautiful things happening online and also a lot of nasty things happening online. And I guess my final thoughts are I just really encourage you guys just remember to lead with love stay true to your narrative but when we spend all day tone policing people and scolding people who are trying to do the right thing do it the wrong way it's really sad and nobody's going to end up winning no that's it becomes so frustrating and I'm so happy you said that because I feel like you know, I, I said that message just kind of off the cuff. You couldn't even come. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do this right now because it needs to be addressed. And my feelings towards everything has changed and evolved so much. I'm learning a lot. I'm like exploring a lot more. I'm, I'm being like awakened to a lot of different perspectives, which I appreciate. But I think you and I keep coming back to that of like, where's the love here? Let's not get in arguments about this. Let's like be solution oriented and, and come from love for one another. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it kind of goes back to everything we've been talking about. The more good and love and acceptance and education and patience and all of those things we put into our stratosphere, into the universe, the collective consciousness, the more we get back. Yeah. It feeds on itself so quickly. And when you put negativity out there so aggressively, even if it's putting somebody in their place because they're wrong... It's just, you're not going to get there as quickly and people automatically get into a defensive frame of mind instead of an open-hearted space of leaning into what this message really is, right? Yeah. You know, I have an example that has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or anything that's really kind of going on, but it's a, I felt like it was an example I wanted to tell you about. So I saw on Instagram this video posted of this like baby boy. He, I mean, he wasn't even a year. He probably was like six months, eight months. And he was able to hear for the first time. So they put like a hearing aid in his ear and the mom was like soothing him. She was like pushing his pacifier in his mouth and soothing. And it took him a couple minutes to like get adjusted to it. And then his eyes got so big and he was following people's voices I was crying during it because it was just the most beautiful thing. You know, to watch your child experience sound for the first time. I mean, how magical is that? I've seen this video and it is so touching. You should read the comments though. You would not believe. 
you better teach him to sign too, because if he's only relying on that hearing aid, okay. I can't believe she's using a pacifier at that age. Doesn't she know that this could like lead to other things? It was, I'm like, what a buzz kill. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Like how, where's the love? Where's the magic? Where's the like empathy from, for being another mother? Like if you're going to shut down a video of a baby being able to hear for the first time, like I can't even imagine. There's no boundaries. There's zero boundaries for it. Everyone's the judge and the jury. And it's like, it's this culture of everyone has an opinion and everyone is a social justice warrior. And you know what? Right now we, we need justice warriors and that's great. But think about how you're going about that business. Yeah. Because when you shame people and you scold people and you put them in a corner and you beat them down... They are not going to hear your message. Right. The pacifier thing's a perfect example. I mean, I, I personally think that's ridiculous and I don't agree with it, but let's just pretend that person had a point, right? right. Is a mother ever going to hear the actual point of that statement right. when someone's just berating her and shaming her and telling her that she's doing it wrong and that's stupid and you're a horrible mother? No. Right. You're not. And you have you have to if you have a point to make, make it in a way that enlightens people with a open-minded, loving approach, you know, a patient approach. It's not comfortable. It might not be normal, but you can't just lash out at people and expect them to be received in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what happened was like, when I read that, I was so disheartened just like about humanity in general. Cause I'm like, and that was my message, you know, on my black lives matter post or like my, the little podcast that I did. And it's like, we are taking away from these beautiful messages of like equality and unity and everything else by, by having all these sidebar arguments and then building these cases and everybody's debating. And I just feel like we, maybe we shouldn't have gone to like debate class in high school. Maybe we should have gone to like listening class in high (laughs) school. You You know what I mean? Like, it's like, let's just slow down and listen to each other's points of view and then reach some actionable items to take some steps forward instead of just fighting each other all the time on it. You know what? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So the message is be nice. Yeah. Just (laughs) be nice. Okay. So we're going to go into some reading of the week. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, so I want to just kind of paint the picture of the weekend that we had. It was so lovely. We were in Palm Springs, baby. Yeah, and so we were in Palm Springs, and we um, joined a group of people out there, and it was like one of our BFFs, his fiance, and two of their friends Yes, that we ended up um, like meeting up with. It's just so rare, I feel like, when you are in a group where everybody is so open, the energy just felt so safe and so loving and so open, and the energy was flowing. It was just such a fantastic group of people. Vibes were high, everyone was relaxed, and it was like one of those, you know, when you meet a best friend's bestie that you haven't met before, it's kind of like that magic where... We were all just having the best time and talking about everything you did, just kind of casually, like a spirit, a casual spiritual conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, you know this about me, but I don't really bring it up to people unless it's like brought up. Right. I'll bring it up to you, of course. And like people that I'm really close to, but for the most part, I wait for people to bring it up because I just want to, I don't want to like throw that on anybody. Adam was asking us like, or he was asking me about, you know, is it okay if I ask you about 
this? And I'm like, of course, ask away. And so he had some really great questions and we got into just like life conversation, intuitive conversation. And, uh, we were discussing like the way that I guess my interpretation of mediumship is, I don't know. Should I tell the Adam story too? I don't know. You could tell the Adam story too. Sure. I okay. love all the stories. Okay. This well, was there, actually a really exciting weekend. For yeah. There was stuff. a, there was a lot of, like, a lot of happenings. Yeah. So the day before I had gone out there, I was putting Avery to sleep and I was like rubbing her back and it was just like for a nap. I was like laying down with her and just like kind of rubbing her back. She needed to rest. And I kept feeling like a female presence, an older female presence around me. And, you know, in that state, I kind of like open up just a little bit. I'm like, Oh, who are you? Like, who are you for? And I kept getting Adam's face. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, I think that you belong to Adam somehow. And then I was like, this is his aunt. And it kind of just comes as a knowing. So it was like, okay, I know that it's his aunt. I know that this would be on his dad's side. And then I got like some flashes of visual stuff. And, and then I kind of like didn't engage more, but I texted, um, and asked if that had any relevance and, and it did. And then so they're like, can't wait to see you tomorrow type thing. Like, you're ready to hang out with you. So anyways, when we got there, like, again, I didn't like really press it. And then it kind of like came up organically. And um, some of the messages were just like really incredible and beautiful about really embracing who he is and um, like stepping into who he is. And he never really had a chance to come out to her. So it was like a beautiful kind of gift that she gave him of acknowledging that. And, um, she recognized that like, like she's now healed and she doesn't have circulation issues anymore. So there was just some like really cool things that came from that. So I'm kind of recapping it to him and it was emotional, but so beautiful. And I I think it's worth noting that he couldn't validate the circulation issues at the time. Right. But then he texted you the next day after he talked to his dad. Yes. And that's one of those nuggets. I love what this happens a lot in your readings right? where the sitter will not really recognize something, but it's like important. Don't throw that away. Yeah. Because usually that it always means something. Yeah. Ask around, you know, wait, wait to think about it some more. Exactly. And I always, and sometimes I won't get the validations until like, you know, weeks later, months later, not at all, but it was really, it was really beautiful. And I think it got him like brought him a sense of like a lot of peace because she could obviously see what was happening in his life now. And then we really kind of opened up this conversation and he was asking about how the information comes. And so I was trying to explain it to him of like, well, it's kind of like, I'll see something and I just know the way that it feels that that's like a message of this. And it's kind of assigning an emotion and a feeling to a specific symbol in my mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and like with the circulation thing, I actually felt that. So that's a little different, but a lot of it with like clairvoyant people, you'll see a sign and then you will assign like a emotion or a feeling or a situation with it. I was like really open again, like with all of the energy and so we actually just like really organically, all of us got into like a meditation. So we're going to go right into that. <laughs> no, we'll save it. Okay. So let me go into the next reading that took place then. So that kind of was a weird reading that happened like over a course of a couple of days. Cause I was just getting like nuggets of information, but with our new friend, our new BFF Bronson. Oh, <laughs> Bronson, um, I hope you weren't trying to look for privacy here because you're not going to get it. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, 
Wait, we can totally edit out his name. We'll, we'll get we'll, your permission we'll text, first. We'll text him after this. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I was feeling a lot of energy from him the minute that I walked in. He has a beautiful energy around him. But he did have like a lot of walls up too. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just like give it time and see how this plays out. And then like through the course of like an hour or two, like he, he was just like so wide open, such a beautiful flow of energy. But I felt like a female presence um, around him quite a bit. And I knew that this would be on his mom's side. And I knew that it would be his mom's mom. So when I asked him, because we had been talking about it, I wouldn't just throw this on him. But he, I asked him if he was open to it. And he's so cute. He was like, I think so. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, okay. I'm feeling a lot of apprehension though. And he's right. like, no, I want to. I'm a little nervous. And well, so- Bronson's just like this beautiful dichotomy of being like so open and energetic and wonderful. And then he just like pulls back. Yes. A little apprehensive. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for him because he didn't know what to expect. What's well, uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. I think especially the first time it just, you know, it's so vulnerable. Exactly. Exactly. So I knew again, I knew it was his mother's mother and I could sense that there was like a really close connection here. Mm-hmm. I could also sense that there was like a big difference between his mother's energy and the grandma's energy that she wanted to draw attention to as if her energy was like more in line with his, as if it skipped a generation kind of. Oh, interesting. So it kind of felt that way. And then she was talking about, like, I saw the complications with the father. I saw a lot of complications with the mother and described that relationship in much detail. And there seemed to be a big role reversal, kind of mothering the mom instead of the other way around. And the grandma was drawing attention to this. And like one of the most beautiful symbols I've gotten, um, was in this reading. Like I haven't gotten something like this before. And I thought it was really touching was that it was almost like she was placing a crown on his head. Oh, I love so that. it was almost like a, it's on you now mm-hmm. type thing. Like your mom doesn't have this energy or capability, but you do. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of this like, burden, but a beautiful burden of like, you're, you've got to step into it now. Sure. And so that was the visual. And I knew that she was kind of placing him in a leadership position and really encouraging him to own the next decisions. And she kept giving me like a cusp. So it was like, I knew he was on the cusp. Like he's close to doing something very different than what he had done before. And it will be successful, but he has to step into it completely. Mm -hmm. So not like a toe in or a foot in, like he has to just go all in but he will be very successful when that time comes, like when he steps into it. So he was aware of a lot of the messages. Um, she gave me some like flashbacks of things in their childhood. I can't remember all the details of like, cause it came so fast, but there were some really cool like validations and like meaning. But the big message I got was that like the, his grandma's still around, loves him for who he is, sees him as a leader and like to step into it fully, I love which it. is like what such beautiful messages, you know? No, it was really cool. It was really emotional and I mean, I love when that happens, Yeah, you know, kind of, I mean, he wasn't expecting to get a reading from you and it just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, what other thing came, it just came to mind that, um, she appears to him in different forms. 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And then, like, everybody at the table was laughing because I guess it was an inside joke. And, yes. I mean, keep in mind, we've never met him before, or I've yeah. never met him before. And everybody was laughing, being like, see, you're not crazy. Because right. he would say, like, he would see an animal or a creature and be it's like, I, so ma- yeah, I know. She's in so many animals. She's in so many animals. That's so cool. And so it was really validating that, like, he can absolutely sense her and so many things in life. Yeah. And it was just, it was really, really beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so do you want to talk about the really cool um, meditation we impromptu or you impromptu'd? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made you give us. That I like steamrolled <laughs> upon you guys? Yeah. No. No, it was so good. So everyone's just kind of sitting around the table. I think it was after lunch. And we're all just like picking Jen's brain. And people were asking questions about like how she gets the messages and if I, you know, I'm experiencing this with my intuition, how do I get in touch with it more? And like, what do you mean this gives you an emotion? We are kind of like getting to the nitty gritty, right? Yeah. And then you were like, you know what? The perfect example of how to explain this is with like a meditation color exercise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're like, let's do it right now. (laughs) Like you're all game. So we did it. And it was so cool. It was so cool. I mean, I've never done anything like that before because obviously it was off the cuff, unscripted. I had never done that specific meditation before, but I wanted to, the best way to describe it is to experience it because I can sit here and say, you see a color and then you feel like a a symbol or you, it takes you to a place or whatever. And everyone's like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, great. And it's like, no, let's, let's do it. It's true. It seems so superficial to just reiterate it like it's gonna sound superficial right now us telling you about it even but basically what you did was you just described a um a balloon and the color of the balloon and how it made us feel and obviously there was a lot of like breath work and stuff to get us to this place before we're talking about balloons and whatever and I just I personally felt like I was really surprised by the feelings that were attached to certain colors for me. Right. Like, my logical mind would have told me that red was, like, danger or alarming or unsafe. But when I was in that state of meditative mind, red made me really happy. And it was youthful and it was nostalgic. And it was all of these things that I was, like, really actually so surprised that I didn't know that would be for me. Right? Yeah. And... I think the message there is that like you create your own shorthand. Exactly. And so I even said before the meditation, erase everything that you think the answer should be and just let it come. And that's like such a metaphor in and of itself. It's like when you get into a meditative state and it takes a while to get there. And even with you guys who were so open, you didn't get there right away. It's like we had to kind of like get you guys there and calm and make sure you weren't looking at each other or aware of each other's energy where you could really just go into yourself. And that's kind of hard to do sometimes in a group where you know people because you're like, naturally thinking about what the other person's doing. Sure. And so it took a little bit of time to like kind of get there through breath and then you guys were there. And so then the exercise was attaching an emotion or experiencing, um, how you feel during certain colors. So in your case, the red was a very different experience than what I experienced during red. It was very different than what a lot of people, like everybody at the end, we recapped the experiences and everybody experienced it differently. So your first one was red and that's how you felt was like youthful and playful and joy. And then the next color was yellow. Right. 
And my logical brain would have thought yellow was like the most joyous, happiest, amazing color. But I was actually surprised yellow felt like very, um, it felt it felt happy, but like very superficial. Mm-hmm. It felt very like underwhelming and like it felt kind of this we it felt chill. It felt kind of peaceful, but it didn't feel like this overwhelming joy or depth. Yeah. Or like, yeah, no depth, no joy. It was just kind of this very superficial feeling. And then the next color was green. Yes. And green was magical because as soon as she hit green, I was in this forest and it was this very like expansive forest. I feel like I was very deep in the meditation at this point. And so I'm sitting around the table with our friends and we're recapping our colors and I get to the forest and one of our friends looks up at me and he says, oh my gosh, I was in the forest with you. And then another friend was in the forest too, but it was really, what was crazy about the whole thing was it was just like, they were like, no, I'm in the exact forest you were describing. They described all this. Like the exact forest, not just like any forest. They were in my forest. Right. You know, it feels silly talking about it afterwards, but really, what an insane lesson about how we all feed off of each other's energy. I mean, completely. Whether or not we want to. Completely. I think there's so many lessons in it because we're all connected so much. And that's why people have even done studies on this where dreams, um, when you're sleeping next to a person or whatever, like the dreams can transfer. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times you'll have this similar dreams. This happened to you. This has happened to me more like this has happened to me multiple times. And like it happens with my daughter. If I sleep in the same bed with her, like we, she'll, she'll say something about, you know, a dream. And I'm like, Oh my God, did I tell you that I had that dream or, you know, it's so wild. There's even been me and my girlfriend where, in my dream, she stole Cheetos from me, and in her dream, she was stealing Cheetos from me. Whoa. Yeah. I love that. It was with Steph. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> when you said Cheetos, I automatically thought of her. <laughs> love you, Tang. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there, there's just some like really crazy synchronicities that happen when you're like, your energy is all on the same wavelength. And in this meditation, another beautiful lesson was that it was just a minute away. You know, like it's not... It's not like we had to go into like a dark closet. We didn't have to, you know, spend like hours trying to get into this meditative state. It's like, it's just a shift of consciousness. It's awareness. Oh, totally. It's kind of like you have to just be game for it, right? You have to put yourself in that headspace. And I think it's the same way if you go in for a reading, you have to be open-minded. You have to be open to the process. You have to put those messages out there for your loved one. It's all that sending and receiving we always talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to like a few episodes back, we're talking about the collective consciousness. It's so important to like really, really understand that this is all real, these feelings, the transmitting of energy and the receiving of energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting out love and positivity in abundance, you're going to get that back. Yeah. And if you're putting out, you know, angst and doubt and fear, that's also going to come back. Yeah. So, and during this meditation, it was just like, you guys all had such beautiful energy and you were all really into it, like super deep into the meditation. Everybody kind of came out of the meditation with different experiences besides like there was a shared forest, but everybody had different assigned meanings of what red was or what green was or what yellow was. Like we all had very different opinions of it. And that's why I think it's so important to spend time because this is the language of intuition. So to spend time understanding your shorthand and your assigned emotion to something 
it's just practice. And so you're not going to know what that means until you, you sit in it and you sit with it. And so red to you is a joyful color. So if you were to ever go around and like you meet someone, or, I mean, I know you're not doing readings, but if you were just with somebody and you kind of get like a red visual or a red aura, or it comes to you in a different form, then you know you that that's what it is. You're right. going to remember that feeling that red gives you, and that's the feeling. And that's kind of building up your language with yourself. And it really kind of comes through through meditation only because you're in a different kind of layer, like wave of consciousness when you're there. Right. Totally. It's just another like reaffirming thing, how important it is to get out of our own way, to get out of our own head, Yep. take the ego out of it, take the logic out of it. If you're going to really, um, immerse yourself in this kind of like spiritual side and you want to really get there, yeah. then you have to like be comfortable in that space. Exactly. Which takes practice. Absolutely. It takes so much practice. I'm going to say one other story here, and this isn't about Palm Springs, but it was about a reading that I did this week. Somebody came to me and they had a big decision to make. I knew as she was telling me what she wanted to do. Okay. And I kind of knew that that was also like the best thing for them because I'm picking up on her intuition and intuition's not wrong. So it's like, I'm picking up on that. I'm like, yep, I'm getting the exact same thing, but I wanted to lead her there. And this is a repeat client. So I got to play with her a little bit. And so I said, okay, can you tell me when you think of this one decision, a visual? And she said, okay, I'm getting, she's like, and I was like, it's the first thing that comes to your mind. And she's like, I'm getting a hard, like wooden floorboard. And I said, okay, how does that make you feel? She's like, stable, secure, like it can support me. I'm like, okay, tell me about this other decision. She's like, this is crazy, but it feels like plate tectonics, plate, what are they called? Like plate oh, tectonics. Oh, like, like when you, there's an earthquake. Yeah, yeah. And they shift. Right. And I said, and how does that make you feel? And she's like, uns- uneasy, unstable. Yeah. And I said, well, my dear, you just gave yourself a reading. Right. Because that's exactly how the information comes. It comes in this really weird, abstract way that's kind of dreamlike. The imagination is so important. I mean, to be able to imagine things and to be able to kind of like go into that mind is crucial because that is the language I think of God and that is the language of your intuition. Mm -hmm. So she just was able to use her imagination to help draw her to the right decision. And everything in her ego wanted the plate tectonic. I can't say it. I know what you mean. You know, she wanted that. Can you give me a quick reminder because I've already forgotten and I remember thinking this was so cool. Um, A couple episodes ago, you talked about when you were little or your whole life, you did the conveyor belt exercise. Yeah. Remind me of what that was. So when I was little and I still do it, if there's multiple choices Mm -hmm. in something, I line them up on a conveyor belt. Okay. So say it's, um, I don't know, like as a very basic example, like where we're going to go to eat tonight or something. I knew you were going to say that. Weird. (laughs) And so I'll line them up. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we could go to that restaurant, restaurant A, Mm -hmm. restaurant B, restaurant C, and I'll keep going and I'll like repeat it. Even I'll put it on like a loop conveyor belt until one of them shines and it feels like it almost grows and shines to me. Okay. And then I'm drawn to that one. All right. Okay. And so I'll do that with a lot of things. That exercise for me is helpful when it's more than two decisions. Right. When it's like, there's a few choices that, and I just need to pick one that really stands out. I did this actually, um, we're doing some work in my backyard and we needed to hire somebody to help us do it. And I lined up the people 
on the oh, conveyor right, belt. Right. And I was like, because I kind of knew, but I needed to just like really know. Right. And then he shined and I was like, okay. I love that. That's a really great exercise. All right. Well, that kind of recaps our fabulous little well, wellness retreat. <laughs> Can we go back every weekend? It was so wonderful. I know it really was, but are you actually ready for some soul science? I am. All right, let's do it. Okay. This is a really fun one. Um, today's article is brought to us by Psychology Today, and it is Intuition and Dreaming, Four Questions to Ask of Each Dream. Now, I love this because I think we're always obsessed with analyzing our dreams right. and interpreting them in this like kind of literal, perfect fashion. But basically what this article um, goes on to say is that there is no need to interpret the dream in the sense of translating it into a rational, linear messages. Right. Simply ask these questions and pay close attention to the thoughts, feelings, memories, or association that comes up. This is so good. Now, I feel like this like this totally so goes back to everything we just talked about with yep. the colors. Yep. The shorthand, your language, yeah. and it's the same thing for dreams. Okay, so the first question you ask yourself is, what is the strangest, most bizarre part of the dream? Mm-hmm. The second question is, who are the characters and how do you interact with them? Right. Number three, what emotions appear in the stream and when do they arise? Right. And number four, what kind of reality is revealed to you in this dream? Oh, that's deep. So I love this because I think that, I mean, I'm such a lucid, wacky dreamer. Yeah. And some of my dreams are like so out there. I would be like in the, you know, loony bin if I made actual sense of them or interpreted them literally. Right. But I like the idea that it's about the emotions attached, the feelings. Right. Like, are you looking for something? How does it feel when you find it? Like all of those things, right? Yeah. And I think those are good um, messages to take with you into your life if if you're a fantastic dreamer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. It, I've actually never thought about it that way of like just ask the questions, but it makes perfect sense because a lot of the times people will tell me their dreams during readings and they want me to interpret it for them and I can't do it. Right. Sometimes their shorthand. It's their shorthand. Not yours. Yeah. And so sometimes I can give them what I would imagine that means, or if I were to dream that, what that would mean for me, obviously do a better job at interpreting dreams. If it's somebody who's passed, like I I have more knowledge. Well, you have access to the person. Exactly. But when it just comes to like a wacky dream, like there's probably a million messages in it, but I'm not going to be able to access it, but you can, right. You know, like let's, let's go there. Let's get there. That's really cool. I think it's really cool. All right. Are we ready for some ask the medium? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Our first question comes to us from Gail in Dallas, Texas. And Gail wants to know, is it common to get the same messages from different mediums. Is there a benefit from seeing more than one medium after someone passes? That's a great question. I don't know these questions before she reads them, by the way. So I'm like trying to be thoughtful in my approach to this. I think there is probably a benefit of going to different people, but I also feel like it's really what you want to experience. Because if you go to one medium and it's fulfilling and it rings true and it sticks, like and you found healing in it, there's really not a need to explore elsewhere. In my experience, 
oftentimes the mediums will share a lot of the same information. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one reading that I did was with a girl who had passed who was pregnant and her and the child had passed away. They said, like the, the police and the autopsy and stuff said that it was a boy that had passed. I got that it was a baby girl. Wow. Okay. So I felt like it was a baby girl and it was like pretty clear that it was a baby girl. And she said, I went to a medium like two years ago. It was the mom who I was doing a reading for. And she said that she had gone to a medium two years ago and she had gotten a little girl too. Wow. Then like two months later, she had entered this contest and got a free reading with like this other medium and the other medium said she's with a baby girl. So there was three mediums who had shared this one specific information. And so she said, I don't know for sure. Like I never saw reports of that. It was just kind of what was told to me. So it like made her question some things, but I think it also was like really validating to be like, I mean, that wasn't just the only message that came, but it stuck with me because it was so interesting that like three people picked up on baby girl energy with her. So I think you're going to get some of the same shared message. What I will say is that everybody has a different style of mediumship. You're going to jive maybe with some people better than others, you know, and they're going to maybe give different information based on where you are, you know, in your life. But ultimately like it depends on what you want to get out of it, I guess. Sure. That makes sense. All right, our next question comes to us from Adam in West Hollywood, California. And he asks, how can spirits know who to flock to that can connect to the other side? So he's asking, like, if you're a spirit magnet, I think. (laughs) Oh, right. So I love this question. And I think that spirits are drawn to open energies who have experience connecting people who have, who are open to this are like lighthouses for spirits to draw their energy to. So I will get spirits who don't have any relevance to me sometimes. And I have to really kind of like weed them out. Like I have to put some like layers up because otherwise it's just like too much. So I ask the first thing that I ask if I'm feeling that is like during Adam's reading, this is a perfect example. I said, who are you for? You can come to me if it's relevant for somebody I know to give a message to. Right. Because otherwise it's too many. When you first started doing this, it was, you would get them kind of all the time, right? Yeah. So you have to really kind of be bossy (laughs) about who you let into your space. And so now I will allow people in, like I have kind of my on off button and I will put like in, for me, it's like a visual of like an open sign. And then it's like, I turn the light off when I'm not going to be doing this and neon sign it. Exactly. That's exactly my, that's exactly it. Some people (laughs) use a candle, they'll light the candle if they're ready and then they'll blow the candle out. But for me, for some reason, that's like my visual. And so it's like an open diner sign and then I'll be open for business. And then otherwise it's closed. So, but I also feel like that's why children are so able to experience spirit world and they'll be able to feel spirits and they'll be able to see them and communicate with them because they are little lighthouses coming around. Now, parents do not be fearful, the majority of the spirits coming to them are family and loved ones. So, or other children. Very good. Well, I think that wraps up another great episode. Um, thanks so much for listening. You guys, Jen, where can they find you? So you guys can find me on Instagram at the dot soul dot spot. And before (laughs) we end, I want to tell everybody, all of our listeners, that Nadi has a new podcast out. I do. And it's so fun. It's very different than this one, but it's really lighthearted. So it'd be, it's kind of like a nice escape. Um, tell us about it. 
All right. So if you guys need to unplug from reality and you want some really fluffy, superficial pop culture, entertainment news, all of that stuff, my new podcast is called Pop Town USA. It's all one word. Right now we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and I've got a few episodes out. So if you guys want to just turn off from everything important and you need a mental vacation. <laughs> or if you're like me and you just want to learn about pop culture, <laughs> tune in. I'm here. I'm here for you. So you can go ahead and um, follow us on Instagram at PopTownUSA and my Instagram at Nadia Thorman. And uh, go ahead and give it a listen. You might like it. All right. Thanks, you guys. We love you. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.